I'm Mark Adams, and welcome to episode 24 of Mark's Mess Podcast. We're with my daughters, Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine and Charlotte. Charlotte and Catherine. Catherine and Charlotte. We look at the world of geekery using the alphabet as our guide. This month it is the letter T. For Trinosaur. For Trinosaur. I have got exciting news. A few weeks ago, I was on another podcast. I was a guest. Not you two, and but we me. <laughs> and we weren't. Of course not, because they wanted me, because I am that person. And you don't charge five pounds. I don't charge five pounds. Nobody made me say, where's my five? I was on with Andy and Steve on the Fantasticast. Fantasticast is a podcast that looks through every issue and appearance of the Fantastic Four from 1961 onwards. And I was very pleased, very proud to be uh, asked on. And I was on... Thank you. I was on episode 267, if you want to either listen to it or miss it. And we were talking about Fantastic Four Annual 12. I was made to feel very, very welcome. Andy and Steve, are, of course, were two people in our Christmas pantomime. They were Stormtroopers and Tuscan Raiders as well. And uh, it was great to finally talk to them and spend some time chatting with them. I had a ball. It was a great time. Not a square. Well, not a square. And or I got... Cube. And I got or told, triangle. and I got told off for laughing too much <laughs> because you two were uh, had gone to bed, and Mummy kept coming in and telling me off for oh, making yeah, too much. We were kind of sleep. I didn't really care, <laughs> but it was really good. Uh, and thank you to Andy and Steve for inviting me on. And do go and check out the Fantastic Ass. It's one of my um, uh, go-to podcasts and one that inspired me to Apart podcast. From ours. Well, well, my ours didn't inspire me to podcast because no, ours it was, is your go-to podcast. Ours is our go-to podcast. Sometimes when um, me and Charlotte are supposed to be sleeping and you have the TV up loud, then I like to listen to it and pretend I'm watching TV. You weird person. That's so. That's beautiful and sad at the same time. <laughs> uh, one of the things, uh, like I like to pretend what's happening. On one, the TV. one of the things both Andy and Steve, uh, they like our podcast. They like a little girl going, where's my fiver? That's me. They also like the idea of John Adams' Letters from the Front podcast, the podcast that we do about my grandfather, your great-grandfather's letters from the First World War. But listen, uh, thank you, Andy and Steve, for allowing me on, allowing me to have so much fun. I, I haven't laughed so much during a podcast, usually. Except from ours. No, that, that, that's usually a... a hand to the face I've, I've been on other podcasts before Professor Allen had me on a, on part something of his 100th episode of Quarterman and I was on with Blaine on the 75 Marvel stories on official podcast we also have had some feedback if you'd like to give us feedback you can by email mymarksmess at gmail.com on twitter at marksmesspodcast without the t on our webpage marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com and, and on our facebook page marksmesspodcast and we have had a bit of feedback so thank you very much Yay. first of all uncle john Charlotte, could you read this out Rather disappointed in the last episode of Mark's Mess Podcast. No special S for sandwiches segment, but looking forward to tea for tray bakes in the next episode. Okay, he, of course, uh, is not only my brother and your uncle, he also plays C3PO in our uh, Christmas podcast. John is not the only person who asked about sandwiches. Caroline Rountree, who was Padme and is, of course, our family friend, said... 
I was promised a podcast about sandwiches. Well, okay. Maybe in the next month we'll get something out about sandwiches. <laughs> maybe not. Or maybe <laughs> not. Knows? We, nobody knows. But yeah, we did yeah. we did have our Sunday school party and there were uh, some lovely Buns. sandwiches there. Wow. Oh, oh. Sausages. Yeah. John mentioned stray bakes. Stray bakes are an Northern Irish thing, mostly. If you don't know what tray bakes are, you haven't came to Northern Ireland, well, and you obviously Charlotte. don't know what top hats are, Charlotte. or what wheat and bread actually is. How would you describe a tray bake? It's like something that you do not put in the oven, it's just left to cool, but it's in a tray. Mind blown. I would... So, I think it was called tray make, so you actually bake it. You yeah, make you it. you don't bake it. Ha! What, what type of things would you have? Brian, no, not brownies. Brownies, brownies would be, yeah. Mars bar buns, teaser but- Buns, some Black other jacks. Sort of buns. Caramel squares, which the world seems to call millionaire shortbread. Yeah, but we call caramel, it car- square. caramel square. And the world seems Wh- to call wheat and bread Irish soda bread. Call but it. it's not because Irish soda bread is a completely different thing. Irish soda bread tends to be the white. Name. The co- call it by the name. The country calls it, or else it's not. Okay, calm. <laughs> you can see this has brought a lot of emotion in the girls. We're, we we okay. Okay, uh, Catherine has been restrained. She's back in the straight jacket. Shall we look at other feedback? Maybe Get off this food one. See, the people just... Okay. People just love People... It's those, those two are troublemakers. They keep girls in trouble. John and Carla. And just, you know. Anyway. That's what you're talking about. Patrick, <laughs> Patrick Delmore, who is also in our um, Christmas podcast, and he's also one of the... Who wasn't in the Christmas podcast? Me. If you weren't in it, you're a nobody. Scooby! <gasps> Scooby's a nobody. Scooby's uh, there a might have been a bark or two from that. Anyway, uh, Patrick, <laughs> of course, mommy? is from the she's Next Generation, First Generation. She's she's she oh, she's in the credits. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Patrick, of course, who is in the Next Generation, First Generation podcast, <laughs> he wrote... Great episode. Thanks for playing the promo. We played his promo for Next Generation, First oh, Generation. Really? I'm good friends with the sister of the fat red t-shirt who was eaten in Jurassic World. Well, I saw our last podcast. We talked about uh, Star Trek and the red shirts, people who were in a shot just to die. And when we watched Jurassic World of Christmas, we really enjoyed it, didn't we? Yeah. And uh, when the guys first went into where the dinosaur was. Oh, that fat dude. That fat dude. Okay. I only met him once in real life at her wedding. He does a bunch of cartoon voices. I don't know if you get Clarence or We Bear Bears in Ireland, but he's heavily featured on both shows. I did send back to Patrick that we I haven't heard of Clarence or We Bear Bears. Have you two? Nope. No. 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 So well, but we'll keep our eyes out for it. But thank you very much, Patrick. That sort of adds to the richness of this thank beautiful you. world we live in. There's a thing in Northern Ireland where everybody knows everyone else. I think it works out the whole world. You're only seven people away, seven connections away from anybody in the world. What about the Queen? <laughs> well, well, we would know somebody who knew somebody who knew somebody who knew the Queen. <gasps> who? Yeah. Well, my who? dad met the Queen. Oh, there you go. So we know somebody who knows somebody who met the Queen. Who met? I'm not saying he, he knew her. I'm not saying they high-fived or anything. But anyway. High-five! I didn't say... Ruth and Darren from uh, Rad and Adventures Network, and we'll talk about them later on the podcast. They said... Terrific episode, thank you. The song was a rising start for your show. That was the Spongebob no, no, party no, no. we did. No, I can't remember that. Then you covered three excellent topics for the letter S. Classic Star Trek is our long-time favourite. We've enjoyed the Supergirl TV show and Scooby-Doo is so much fun, I agree. Scooby-Doo's epic. 
the points and facts you shared were all very interesting and we're looking forward to the next episode. And of course, uh, Ruth and Darren played Leah and Luke in the Christmas podcast. I'm going to be saying this all year because I'm so pleased with that. That was on Facebook. They also contacted us on Twitter where they said... Love the opening song and the selections <laughs> were SR outstanding. Enjoyed hearing about them all. And we appreciate all the feedback we get. We appreciate all the likes and the the retweets as well. So thank you all very much. Now, we are going to be covering the letter T. And we will send you all a virtual high five. Here you go. Pew. 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 No, it's pew. Pew. You two, talking about foreign languages. You two, you two were teaching me some French. You learned French in school. You guys, um, <laughs> ferum pipi, which you were telling me that means sort of a loving respect to everyone, like a greeting you say in the room. So I'd like to say to everyone out there, ferum pipi. Any, anyway, are you two okay? Anyway, we are covering tea. What teas can we have? Have you heard of Thundercats? Nope. No. <laughs> Thundercats uh, was a cartoon in the 80s, a bit of a revival a few years ago about sort of anthropomorphic humanoid cats who were in a planet against some mummy or something. There's a uh, some mummy, that doesn't make sense. Thunderbolts? No. Yeah. Uh, Thunderbolts was a comic book in the mid 90s. Uh, that replaced the, well, didn't replace the Avengers, but they filled a void the Avengers left when the Avengers uh, missed out on things. Okay, but it's not because it was also on, we watched uh, Avengers, whatever that Avengers cartoon is. Avengers Ultron Revolution or something. Yeah, I'm not that keen on it. I think uh, it's they quite childish. They showed Halloween one last week. What? I know, but uh, they also had the Thunderbolts, who, of course, were spoilers, uh, former masters of evil. There's Thunderstrike, which was a comic book in the 90s, which was a replacement for Thor, Eric Masterson. And really good. I enjoyed it. And I recently went to the comic book guys in Belfast, their uh, comic book shop, and I bought I the first not. issue for a pound. Yay! I know that was, that was good. I liked that. There's, of course, Thunderbirds. Charlotte, you like Thunderbirds? I like it. It was a marionation, uh, I don't know what you call it, but lovely premise. I love the premise of it. I like, I like the more modern movie. Rather than the older movie. Yeah, I like the movie. I really that enjoyed the it. Actual, like, real Live action people. I like that one. Yeah. And the premise is good, so people going out doing good works. Favourite Thunderbird machine? Max. That's the silly robot. It's not silly. It's Thunderbird 2's the best. Max. Thunderbird 2. Max. Thunderbird 2. Max. Thunderbird 2. Max. Thund- anyway, Spongebob. okay. Also, other things that we do not agree on. We were going to do half the episode about. Day of the Triffids. I am a huge fan of Day of the Triffids. I, 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 it's one of those go-to books and go-to stories that I would. Yeah, it started off a book in 1951. Wait, John Wyndham. Would the first episode be the first book? No, there was one book. So all the episodes oh, of that's it. Good. I bought re- very recently for this episode. I bought the 1981 BBC TV series, and I sat the girls down to watch episode two. Um, but the you know the sort of creativity and the, the lovingness. What did you the think? Boringness. Basically, all that happened in like half an hour showing was they discovered the Triffids and they tried to get away from them. Spoiler. 
done the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, spoilers ruined. there. <laughs> ruined it <What>? for you. <laughs> I really enjoyed it, but uh, when you watch something with people that you know are going to be critical, things I noticed. One, the music. Some bloke on a piano. At yeah. one point, we wondered <laughs> if a point. piano was thrown out the window. Yeah. And the guy, he wakes up in the hospital. Bill wakes up in the hospital. Yeah. It's apocalypse. It's the end of the world. Oh. What does he dress in? A shirt and a tie. And Mr. Bean suit. Yeah, Mr. Bean. Yeah. When the Wrong guy, title. when the guy was playing the piano, it just sounded like he wasn't. He did, he's never seen a piano in his life. He was trying to do, do it with his feet or something. Or a dog was playing it. One of the things. One of the things I like about Dave Triffitt's one. I'm not good with horror. I like and, horror. And it's horror know. that I can cope with. It's, I'm not horror. It's zombies that I can cope with. I, I find zombies really disturbing. Not terrifying, disturbing. And I find it hard to sleep after watching something because it would prime my mind. But, you know, that would do. Also, it's not about the horror isn't the Triffids. Triffids are just an uh, accidental it, thing. It's the people acting like zombies and trying to bang well, on the window. Well, there it's banging the window. Later <laughs> on in the story, you have other sighted people who are manipulating the situation for their own like advantage. What? What's manipulating? Uh, they're, they're turning everything around so they'll gain from it instead of helping others. So, they're like charging for all yeah. Um There was also a follow up book. The book was written in 1951. There was a follow up book. Um, the Night of the Triffids and BBC did an audio drama of it just wow. a few weeks ago. Day of the Triffids, Night of the Triffids, yeah, Afternoon of the, the Triffids. The, yeah. the guy who wrote it, who I've forgotten, Simon Collins or something like that. Uh, a really good book, really fits in well with Day of the Triffids, and it's set, you know, forty uh, years, night. thirty years afterwards. Uh, instead of meteor shower, shower, there's night. There's a cloud, dust cloud the earth goes into. Uh, nobody can see. The hero wakes up and he cannot see. He thinks he's gone blind until he finds a match. And eventually daylight comes again and they find a way to, they look at more the of the world. Like, 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 uh, there were somewhere, he was somewhere where there wasn't any electricity or, or lights or anything like that because it was a village of blind people. Anyway. Why was it camera light? Why was it why didn't they... Why was he in a village of blind people? Yeah. Because he was. But why? 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 Because well, he was out helping them. But why? They were in a... Read the book! <laughs> so instead of, you know, making, making fun of it... But right. why? Other teas. Right, after Triffids. I love the Triffids. I, I want a Triffid as a pet. Yeah. No, it sent you out to deal with it. That's a badur. <laughs> have a badah. Have a badah. Have a badah. We know how to spell it now. Have a badah. Have a badah. Why? Right. Okay. Okay. Next one. Next one. Uh, before we go for the break is Trekker. Trekker is uh, a comic book series by Ron Randall. Now, where have you heard Trekker before? On TrekkerTalk.com. Okay. Yes, uh, it's the one what Trekker Talk with uh, Ruth and Darren. They talk about uh, mm-hmm. Trekker is about a woman called Mercy Sinclair in twenty two twenty six in well, the city of New Guelph. I was gonna say if it was twenty twenty six, we're quite close to that. But no, no, we're two hundred years out. She is basically a bounty hunter. What's a bounty? Do they hunt for bounty bars? No, they hunt. A bounty is a, a fee that you're paid. So where the police can't find somebody, they hunt them down. Oh, right. And she's got you like this, Catherine. 
She's got a pet dox called Scruff. What's his dog? A dox is a cross between a fox and a dog. Cool. Would you like one? Yeah. I think Charlotte, honestly, I think Trekker is a great story. I have the omnibus on comicsology, and thanks to Ruth and Darn, I have got the next two graphic novels. Mm-hmm. But it's a strong female lead that you seem to like with uh, Supergirl and Ms. Marvel. Mm-hmm. So you might like to read it at some point. Mm-hmm. Ron is also doing a Kickstarter to get his third or fourth. Uh, it's going to be called Chapel Town, and it'll have a bonus story uh, in it as well. It's going to be a Kickstarter program that's uh, starting the 20th of February. So if everybody who listens could go to it and see if they could help out with it, that would be great. Even if you don't give money, get the word out there. Ron made a commitment about five years ago to do a page a week of his work, no matter what other jobs he takes on. And he hasn't missed a single Monday since making that commitment. This is one of those rare examples and good examples where you've got the person who's a writer of the comic and the person who's the artist are the same person. And when this happens, it's usually really good. Mm -hmm. You have the Fantastic Four run with John Byrne. Because they get along. (laughs) Well, they get along. They They know what they want. And they go on holidays together. (laughs) (laughs) You have got um, Thor with Walt Simonson. You've got Excalibur. Oh, I loved Excalibur when it was Alan Davis doing uh, the writing and the art. Just fantastic stuff. So Ron wants to put a new Trekker book out there uh, out more often, and he's going to try the Kickstarter to see if it will help and put the books out in the schedule instead of somebody else's schedule. So he's trying to push his own material, his own owned material. I think I know why it would be better, like the one person, because then they know what like facial expression. Because if they wanted to be like, ooh, but like, like people could go like, oh, or ooh, not ooh. Well, there's benefits from both having different people working on it, and this, and the one person working on it would be half half the workload. That'd be that, but also but also you, you have to split the money. The, <laughs> you trust you, but you'd also have somebody else bringing their creative style to it. Mm-hmm. But I, I do enjoy uh, Trekker. It is worthwhile. So pop along to Trekker dot com, which is Ron Randall's site, or or if you want to go to Roof and Darn on Trekker Talk. In fact, we'll play the promo for Rad Adventures Network because they've got some really good programs out there. That's time for Ruth and Darn. It does indeed. I just think it's. Oh, would ours be? That's cool. Ma- mech, 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 mech. Come, 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 come. Mark <laughs> and Charlotte Cam. Cam. Cam or Mac. 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 McDonald's. Okay. Weird. Or Macaque. McDonald's. Uh, Charlotte and Catherine. McDonald's. Macaque, cat, 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 cat. So Mac and Charlotte and Catherine. Cat. 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 Okay, um, I must figure out a way of getting you to read the Trekker Omnibus, which is on digital. Uh, it's on Comicsology. It might mean having to sign Comicsology on my Comicsology on your device. Okay, some of it's in black and white. Nope. Oh, would you stop that? Black and white is beautiful. Black and white is not. It's black and white. It's beautiful. You're gonna come up. Yeah. Oh, when when 2000 AD went full color, that was a day I stopped buying it. 
because it was you know you miss so much some of those are so great some of the artists what you can do with black and white oh but anyway it's worth uh, a lot of it is in color as well so maybe have trained avalon read that that's in color <laughs> i just okay. wiped myself with the chin <laughs> okay we'll be back after the break to talk more tea <laughs> but this time Would it is indeed time do you want Hi, I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren of the Rad Adventures Network. We're a married couple who enjoy great stories of all kinds, including adventures, mysteries, science fiction, and fantasy. Please join us for a variety of podcasts focused on a range of pop culture topics. Trekker Talk is about 23rd century bounty hunter Mercy St. Clair from the comic Trekker by writer and artist Ron Randall. It's a blend of classic sci-fi adventures and noir mysteries set in a retro future. Xenozoic Xenophiles is about the comic Xenozoic Tales by writer and artist Mark Schultz. It's a post-apocalyptic adventure series filled with Cadillacs and dinosaurs. Warlord Worlds covers the many comics of writer and artist Mike Grell, including The Warlord, John Sable, Green Arrow, and The Legion of Superheroes. Sensational Sluice, where we talk about favorite mystery novels, movies, and TV shows. Fantastic Fantasies, where we share our favorite fantasy films and books. And Amazing Adventures, where we discuss action-packed adventure stories. Listen on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. And follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Or visit RadAdventuresNetwork.com to find all of our shows and links to our social media pages. That's Rad, R-A-D, which is short for Ruth and Darren. Fantastic Arts is your guide to the Fantastic Four from the beginning of the Marvel Age of Comics in 1961 onwards. Each week, Steve Lacey and Andy Leyland cover every issue, spin-off, guest appearance and cameo, and more. And in 2015, we begin our journey through the decade that taste forgot, the 1970s. Join us as we take a look at... The departure of Jack Kirby and Stan Lee. The Kree Skrull War. The arrival of Marvel Team-Up. Bill Murray as the Human Torch. Creators including Roy Thomas, George Perez, Marv Wolfman, Jerry Conway, Rich Buckler and John Byrne. And of course, Marvel 2-in-1. All this and more at ffcast.libsyn.com and on iTunes and Stitcher. The Fantastic Cast. Insert catchy tagline here. Wait, what? And we're back, and welcome back to the second part, and we'll be talking a bit about time travel. Timey-wimey stuff. Timey-wimey stuff, indeed. Oh, too early? <laughs> well, with time travel, it's never too early. Sorry, I just came back from the, the future. I thought this was the time. So I just came back from <laughs> doing nothing, you know. Okay, what time travel things do you know of? Doctor Who. And how does he travel? By a TARDIS. Which means... <laughs> Time and dedication in time and relevant dimension. Time and relative dimensions in space. I got 
<laughs> I got I got most of it. Yeah. Possibly. <laughs> oh dear. Anything else? Time traveling with my hamster or something. How did he travel in time with that? In a metal bucket. A metal bucket. Just a ordinary <gasps> metal bucket. Wait. No, no mind. His father bought us that. His father like added things to it. Oh, it's I was gonna not say to- Despicable Me three, but it's not a time travel machine. It's a growing machine thing. Huh? Okay. Stuart goes into like a big circle-y thing, and I thought. And oh like, yes, yeah, he grows to be very big, and you thought that was time travel. But it's not. Things you need to know about time travel. One, the butterfly effect. The bird. The butterfly. I think we've done this before when we did Doctor Who. Yeah. We're repeating ourselves. Yeah. I don't remember. I don't remember. Or are we? Are we about to repeat ourselves? I don't or have remember. We? It. Tell me, I don't remember. Right, butterfly effect, Charlotte. If we've done this before, what is the butterfly effect? You don't know. Ha! You go back in time. You stamp on the butterfly. You can destroy civilizations. Mm-hmm. Little things done in the past can affect big things in the future. Like, if, if you, you stamp on a fly, then there might not be any flies in the future. That would be good. Yes. But you can change the future. And then there'll be, like, m- spiders would be more out there because... Mm-hmm. Oh, spiders will have taken over the world. Ah. Ah. If you travel back in time, you can change the future by mistake, by doing mm-hmm. any little thing. Yeah, but then you can go back in, t- back in time and change that mistake. Yeah, but then you? you can change it. Yeah, future. then that would change yeah. something else. Like, if you went back in time to the First World War, to the Somme, and you took, picked up a gun and shot one of the German soldiers on the other side. That could have been Hitler. It could mean either World War II doesn't exist or World War II, the Germans win. Yes. Or so. could be even worse. I'm guessing the second one. Mm-hmm. Because World War II was inevitable after World War One. If you name something World with War I, treaty, somebody's going to be the going... the Treaty of Versailles. Actually, it was named the Great War, not World War One. <laughs> they called it the war, the, either the War to End All Wars or the Great War. Okay. What were you going to say about the Treaty of... Treaty of Versailles, really. It was a treaty where the Germans had to sign it. An agreement. So it was America, Italy, who backed out of it because they thought it was ridiculous, Britain and France, and they, America, Britain and France, they designed a treaty where Germany had to sign it, and they had to give a certain amount of money each month. I think it was something like 100,000 then, but that's like billions now. Each mm-hmm. month, and Germany couldn't keep up with it, so Germany declared war. Well, they invaded a couple of other countries, and then Britain declared war on Germany. If they didn't surrender by a certain time, then Germany didn't surrender. Wow, that that's way to bring the the podcast down with you know real life facts. history and facts. <laughs> Let's keep it light. You did ask. I did. I did actually. We've had the butterfly effect. There's the grandfather paradox. Ooh. Right? You go back in time to a time before your grandfather had your father and you accidentally kill him. Then you wouldn't be alive. Then who went back in time? No one. Then who killed your grandfather? No one. That's the grandfather paradox. Wait, what? I wouldn't. You go back in time to 1981 to a 10-year-old me who's watching Dave Triffids on TV, and you accidentally kill me. And hiding behind the sofa. How would I accidentally kill you? I don't know, you... You have a plot in your head. <laughs> you accidentally drop an anvil on my head. because What's an you anvil? Saw, it's a big metal heavy thing. Uh, you know what? Just like, hmm, I'll drop this on your head, but yeah. I it's what they do in cartoons. No, no, you throw it from the balcony and then die it at the bottom of that. 
while watching TV in the bottom of the balcony. <laughs> anyway, so how, you kill me. You're not born then. How did I do that? How did you go back in time? If you weren't born. So I didn't get killed. But then I disappeared. But then you uh, were born and you kill me. And then I, uh, you're not born. So you didn't go back in time. So I'm still alive. So you get born. So you know, it's, it's called a grandfather paradox. What would happen if, if that did happen? You'd cease to exist at the same time, stopping what actually happened. So see, being existed again. You would exist, but not exist. Time travel is a bit of a headache. Uh, there are alternative timelines. Like space and the Milky Way. You go back in time, you change something, you come back forwards in time, and you're in a different timeline. You're, you're, you're back here where Germans won the Second World War. And we are speaking German! German. I don't know any German. Oh! We're eins, that, that'll get you through a lot of time. There is also time loops where you relive the same moment again and again like, and again. Like um, Doctor Strange did. Um, yes. Who was it? I've come to bargain. Dormu. 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 So you basically do the same I've come thing every single. So you basically do the same thing over and over again. Just like boom. one of the most famous movies boom. is Groundhog Day. Boom. Bill Murray has to live the same day again and again and again and again. What would you do if that? I think happened? you showed us about that once. Probably we've watched it. There was an episode of uh, Stargate uh, SG One. There was an episode of other things. Uh, there was this um, kids program called The Worst Year of My Life again, and he relived that year. So, so what would you do if you had to relive your, your life again? Um, I had this game. It's called That Same Level Again or something. And then... Uh, well, thank basically, you for- it was the same level, but then it's slightly different. Uh, okay, um, that's something to cut out. Um, I would... If you had like two options, I would choose the option that you didn't go for to see how your life would ter- could turn out. What? Like, say you had the option between cereal and toast for your lunch, or for your your breakfast, (laughs) and you chose cereal. I would choose toast. So do the opposite of what you did. Okay. Bill Murray, his character goes through depression, Mm -hmm. and tries to kill himself. Can't, because he has to relive the day again. (laughs) And he goes through, he ends up learning a lot of things. You'd be good at your French vocab, if you did the same day after day after day. Yeah, think how much you'd learn. But and you could do things that you you could get away with. Mm. Mm. <laughs> okay, what different. Well, if you robbed the bank, then you lived the same day again. Uh, you wouldn't have the money, but you know, you you'd knew have you could get away with it. Okay, so what methods of time travel are there? Name me a few. In a box. Well, in a machine. Yeah. Time machine. Okay. With a watch. Um... What? Well, that's a machine that travels through time. Any machine that travels through time. Forces you travel through time as a time Hardboard box. Well, what? How can a hardboard box travel through time? Exactly. It's magic. I don't know anymore. Uh, magic? Yes. See, I find that. No, you said cardboard box. Cardboard box and magic are not the same. This is why you did not get your letter for Hogwarts. No, I said a cardboard box. Yeah, and I did. I said a cardboard box. That's magic. Genius. I didn't. I didn't hear the magic. You're gonna have to listen to the tape again. There is a wormhole. 
A worm. A wormhole. That's a connection between two points in space and time. And there is a nexus in space. That's a rip in space that and you can walk through. Yeah. Time and space. Yeah. So all the all those things oh, you oh, could do. Oh, you know the night earlier you were saying that there isn't any time travelling on Supergirl? Uh-huh. There's the flash comes from a different dimension. Alternative reality. Exactly. Uh-huh. Uh kind of. I think the flash does a lot of time travel from what yeah. I read. Yeah. But then uh, and the they, other they, one they end like the flash on a cliffhanger because then he comes back. And then he says, Supergirl, I need your help again. And then she goes into the Flash episodes, I take it. Yeah, and you haven't got the Flash episodes. No! Oh, no! There's also getting messages from the future. Ooh! If you could send yourself a message from the future, what would it <gasps> Wait, be? Wait, I saw this chat story and it was something like that. If you could send a message to your five-year-old self, what would you send? Hi. <laughs> Don't, don't eat that stuff. Well, your cats are good. Yeah, well, what would you to say? To be honest, if you're saying a five-year-old something, they would just forget it. True. What would you say to yourself last week? Hi, how you doing? <laughs> so Spend your holiday more wisely. Well, okay, fair enough. You're coming back from their holidays. Uh, you can say, Science fiction's had uh, messages sent by television signals, radio signals, maybe even the internet. Right, my top four time travel programs. Programs that concentrate on time travel. There Don't is. Doctor Who. There is. Duh. Okay, top five then. <sighs> Doctor Who, of course. Duh. But then again, time travel is just a way of telling a story in that. You have got Timeless, which is a modern series, which I watched the first series about these people who travel back in time in American history. And they do different things and stuff like that. Doctor Who is educational. Thank you for that. Because it tells you about history. I think any time travel goes back in time would tell you about history. Quantum Leap is a TV series from the early 90s. And it was Dr. Sam Beckett jumped into different people's bodies back oh, in time. You told us about this. Weird. Told you about that before. No, it's yeah. really good, but I'm be worried about showing it to you because it's stuff that is like, uh, it's probably equivalent of you know, David Triffitt's to you. The special effects and the pacing wouldn't be as good. No. But there's no man on the piano. Good. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx. Bad luck you. Can I say something about David Triffitt's? Yeah. It kind of looked like all the paper people were just really clumsy. Yeah, it really Because there's a guy fell off a balcony and there was a girl who kept them bumping in. Did like, he I fall off the balcony or did he kill himself? Because he couldn't face living without sight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, suddenly, suddenly there's oh, a different dimension to it there. All right. Anyway, back in time a wee bit more to 1960 and The Time Machine, based on the H.G. Wells novel uh, about a man in the Victorian era who invents a time machine. Hola. He first of all goes forward in time a wee bit. Some great graphic. Uh, is a beautiful movie and scares the wits out of me when he gets to the Morlocks. I've got one. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Mr. Oh. Peabody and Sherman. Forgot about that. I didn't want to do that. No. I loved it. But what happens when you're at high school and your weird professor friend suddenly accidentally sends you back to when your parents were alive? That's right, we have Marty McFly and Back to the Future. That's what I was gonna yeah. say. Yeah, well well have you seen it? Nope. Oh, uh, what were you gonna say about it? That Diana they say that Diana's alive, but she's not. 
what? They say Diana is alive. Oh yes, and Back to the Future too. Yes, because we cut. We that they say we'll have self-tying laces and we'll have hoverboards. And we don't have any of them. That, but we do have a device called hoverboards, but it doesn't hover. Oh, uh, that was Back to that was we talked about that in Back to the Future. When we talked about something in Back to the Future too. We do have self-tying laces. Those curly ones. Where they you don't tie them by themselves. They just don't tie. Uh, we must watch that sometime. The trilogy of Back to the Future because it's really good. A lot of fun. And if you liked Spider-Man Homecoming, you might like it because there's a lot of things in common. Okay. Okay. That is all I have time for in talking about time travel. Do you see what I did there? That's <laughs> but uh, hopefully we'll be back next time for another episode of Mark's Mess Podcast. I've got a joke. Okay. A lamb, a drum, and a oh. snake fall off a cliff. Folks, <laughs> if you have to relive this day over, don't listen Wait, to that. Was that just a tumbleweed walking <laughs> running past? This has been Mark Smith's podcast brought to you by the letter T <laughs> of, of Geekery. All characters are property of the owners and not us. You can contact us by email at mymarksmess at gmail.com on Twitter at Mark's podcast without the T. Uh, on our webpage at marksmesspodcast.blogspot.com uh, on our Facebook page Podcast. and thanks to Josh Woodward of joshwoodward.com for the title music next time we are going to be looking at the geek letter U oh. what am I going to do Universal for Universal Studios genius that is a good idea <laughs> Go. Monsters University oh any other ones, Charlotte? Um, I can't uh, think of it. No, I can't think of any ha! at the moment apart from the UFOs. UFOs! <laughs> so, anyway, thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next time on. Mark Mess Podcast! Podcast! Mark Mess Podcast! Bye! Bye!